Today is Friday, August 18th. The title for our devotional is called to praise. Now I realize I opened this week with the question of why we sing so much in church, and I didn't really answer that question the past few days. Instead, I went right into explaining why we should praise generally and how we should praise through the Psalms. So today, allow me to answer that question. Many Psalms directly call us to sing praises to God, publicly even. Psalm 47, 7. For God is king of all the earth. Sing to him a psalm of praise. Even in the verse we read yesterday of Psalm 149, praise the Lord, sing to the Lord a new song, his praise in the assembly of the godly. Psalm 150, 3-5, praise him with the sounding of the trumpets, praise him with the harp and lyre, praise him with the timbrel and dancing, praise him with the strings and the pipe, praise him with the clash of cymbals, praise him with resounding cymbals. In the New Testament, we also find admonitions to sing praises to God in community. Colossians 3.16, Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly, as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Singing, then, is to help the message of Christ dwell among us richly. The you here is plural. The singing is to help teach and admonish one another, Paul says. These songs include the songs from the psalms, as well as the hymns from the early church. There are a number of passages that were likely hymns commonly sung in the early church. Philippians 2, 6-11 is likely one of those. These are also to be songs from the Spirit, Paul says. Songwriters are to listen to the Spirit of God and be inspired by His words and the words of Scripture. Of course, not in the same way as Scripture is inspired, but Spirit-led. Of course, this singing is to be done with gratitude and thanksgiving, most notably for the salvation God has brought us in Christ. So singing together in church is a form of communally ministering to one another and allowing our gatherings to be saturated with the message of Christ. Let's briefly examine another passage in the New Testament, Ephesians 5, 15 to 20. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This text in Ephesians expresses similar themes. Our corporate singing should consist of psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. We should sing together with thanksgiving. He adds a few things in this passage that are worth noting. First, the singing should be from our hearts and directed to the Lord. As we've been saying throughout this campaign, singing is not in itself worship if it isn't originated from the heart and ultimately directed to the Lord and done in spirit and in truth. It must be a genuine reflection of our desire to know, love, and worship God. Only then is it worship. Singing can just as well be an idolatrous act of worship given to the song, the band, or the self, or even the community. Secondly, the governing idea of this paragraph is the call for the Ephesian believers to live wisely and live within the will of the Lord. Participating in communal worship, then, is the will of the Lord, and an act of wise living in evil days. It is a part of living the Spirit-filled life, he says in verse 18. Verse 19 is explaining what the Spirit-filled life actually looks like. The main verb is the imperative, be filled. And then addressing, singing, making melody, giving thanks, they're all supporting participles describing what it means to be filled with the Spirit. Singing was a part of the early church gatherings from the beginning of the church as well. We even see it in ancient extra-biblical documents that it was prevalent. In this one, Pliny the Younger, a governor in the Roman Empire, is writing a letter to the emperor to ask how he should be punishing Christians. 
He includes a brief description of a Christian worship service around 112 AD. He says that on an appointed day they had been accustomed to meet before daybreak and to recite a hymn antiphonally to Christ as to a God and to bind themselves by an oath, not for the commission of any crime, but to abstain from theft, robbery, adultery, and breach of faith, and not to deny a deposit when it was claimed. So we see singing in the corporate gathering of believers has been a part of the tradition of the church from the beginning. This is how we minister to one another. This is the will of God for us to walk in his way wisely. It's part of living the spirit-filled life. So for today, reflect on how singing together as worship has ministered to your soul over the years. How has it contributed to your spiritual life and walking in the way of Jesus?